0: You're listening to an End of the Age
1: Replay. Welcome to End of the Age. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. We're so glad that you have joined us today. Is King Charles the Antichrist? We're going to talk about it today. Uh, Queen Elizabeth has passed away. And so uh, Prince Charles automatically becomes King Charles. And a lot of people have asked over the years if he could be the Antichrist. And so we're going to cover that briefly here today. And then also talk about the four horsemen of the apocalypse, Doug, because there's a really interesting thing that has occurred. It's called the Red-Green Alliance. That's interesting.
2: Yes. And we'll talk about
1: why in a little bit. But first, is King Charles the Antichrist? We'd love to hear your thoughts on that and anything around the four horsemen. You can give us a call by calling 877-877-363-8463. We'll be taking your calls the whole show today. Well, is he done?
3: Well, I mean, the he definitely comes from a region where uh, he. We, we believe that the Antichrist comes from. He comes from Europe. He's yes. uh, a world leader. Uh, now he is the king uh, of England. And so, uh, I mean, he is definitely a a person that, you know, could uh, turn into what we know as the Antichrist. He could evolve into that world leader. Uh, You know, we'll just have to kind of watch that scenario and see what happens. But some things about him do line up. Some things people have made up to to kind of line up. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I mean, it's just like anybody we don't know yet. And we, you know, I mean, bottom line is, he is in a position that he's never been in before. Uh, how old was the queen when she passed? Uh, did we say 96? 96, yeah.
1: So, you know, I mean,
3: she's he's 70, he's
1: 70 or 71.
3: Yeah. So, I mean, he and not only him, but he's got a son that, you know, is right there behind him that people have also said, you know, uh, could he be the Antichrist? So they're definitely in a position of leadership where uh, they could rise up and become that person. Uh, You know, there are things, uh, there was a book written about Prince Charles, I think back in the 80s called uh, The Antichrist and a Cup of Tea. And that author of that book uh, explained the reasons why he believed that Prince Charles was the Antichrist at the time. Pastor Baxter talked about it uh, before on his program. He's talked about that book before. Uh, That was the first time I'd ever heard about it was when he spoke to people about it on his program uh, when it was politics and a li- religion, so it's been a long time uh, since that, um, you know, has been talked about. And now we're watching, you know, him come to a position of power that he hasn't had until now. So,
1: so Doug, back in November, you and I did a show called Is Prince Charles the Antichrist? Mm-hmm. So we're not going to rehash all that out again today. What we'll do is, at least in the Facebook thread, and maybe you know we can get it in the show description on the website um, on End the Age Plus and on endtime.com, uh, the link to that full show. So today we're only going to spend about five minutes on this topic. Uh, in that show, um, we talked about some characteristics of the Antichrist, and you can read all of those characteristics at endtime.com slash antichrist, but for the sake of our viewers today, could you cover some of those what what are the characteristics of the antichrist
3: well i mean like i said before um, one of the things is that he'll uh, come from the revived holy roman empire and we believe that that is the eu or europe Uh, so we we know he comes from that area he rises up uh, among a coalition of uh, 10 kings or 10 kingdoms and uh, overcomes three of them that's another uh, thing that we know there's there's other uh, Hey, about
1: that three thing i found it yeah. interesting sorry to interrupt but this no was problem. so interesting i thought i've got to ask doug um in the announcement that queen elizabeth had passed they said prince charles automatically becomes the king of the united kingdom and the head of state of 14 other realms including guess how many they named 10 three. Oh, <laughs> australia <laughs> canada and new zealand really well, that's interesting. It is interesting.
3: So he, uh, he'll he rule over those three as well, huh?
1: Well, 14 other realms, hmm. and then including, and they named three of the 14. Well, that's interesting
3: because of the things that we see happening in New Zealand, and Australia, and Canada right now, mm-hmm. uh, all moving toward this one world government and uh, controlling the people there in those areas. And so... Um, Yeah, I mean, that's very interesting, Vince, that you bring that up. And, uh, of course, you know, I mean, a lot of people uh, think that there are certain qualities about the Antichrist. One of them, uh, you know, that you find in Daniel 11 says that uh, he'll have no regard for the desire of women. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so they automatically think, well, that means that he's homosexual. We don't know for sure that that's what that means. Uh, But there's a lot of things that he's going to... Uh, to do and a lot of characteristics, like you said, we have actually 50 different characteristics of the Antichrist. Some of the major ones uh, that would make me think, well, the leader of uh, Great Britain could be uh, an Antichrist figure because one of the things it says in Revelation 13 is that the beast, the world government beast, has the mouth of the lion, and we know the lion is symbolic for Great Britain, and so uh, this could be. You know something that could play into that scenario. We don't know all of uh, all of the the answers to all of this uh, just by certain prophecies, but we definitely can figure out the region that he'll be coming from uh, because of what Scripture tells us. Is the UK still part of the EU? Okay, so when Britain did the Brexit, when they exited the uh, the. United or the uh, European Union, they're still kind of bound to that agreement in certain ways. Uh, They could certainly, because when it talks about the body being the leopard, we know that that is going to be the main focus of that world government beast is going to be Germany. And um, then we see, like I said, the mouth of the lion could be a a leader from Great Britain. But the Tin Horn Kingdom... That's the kingdom that we see uh, and we believe will be part of that EU. So if he rises up again into some kind of coalition with the EU, that would definitely make that work in that description. So, like I say, I will have to watch and see what happens with that
1: situation. So, Doug, um, we've got a minute left. Let's make this really plain. Is King Charles the Antichrist? Yes or no? Don't be a politician about this. I wish we could answer
3: it that plainly and say, oh, we know for sure. We don't, Vince. I'm sorry. I wish that we could say, oh, yeah, we know for certain he's not or we know for certain he is We just don't know at this point. So he could Uh, be. He could definitely be. We'll have
1: to keep our eyes on that situation and just see how it develops. But he may not be. So we'll see. (laughs) Uh, You can give us a call. Give us your opinion. Give us your take on um, the whole scenario going on right now uh, with King Charles. The number to join us is 877-877-363-8463. Doug, we don't have time to get into it right now, but the Antichrist is kind of intertwined with what's happening with the four horsemen of the apocalypse. So we're going to bring that into light on the other side of the break. So don't go anywhere. Give us a call. We'll see you. We'll be right back.
4: Satan and the elites of this world don't want you to understand the timeline leading to the second coming of Jesus. You can pinpoint where we are in the end time, understand how you fit in, and
1: be filled with hope in God's plan by watching the future
4: according to Bible prophecy. Go to intimecom future or call 800 endtime. That's 800-363-8463.
5: Our hope is to help prepare you for that day. God bless you, and we love you.
0: What if you could understand Bible prophecy? Dave Robbins, the host of the End of the Age television and radio programs, is holding a free prophecy conference near year. Gain peace and understanding about what the Bible says concerning end-time prophecy. Call one 800 end Or visit endtime.com slash events for more information. You're listening to an end of the age replay.
1: Welcome back to End of the Age. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. We're taking your calls at 877 end time, 877 363 8463. As many of you have probably heard by now, Queen Elizabeth has died which simply uh, means a lot of things. But one thing specifically, Prince Charles automatically becomes King Charles. And Prince Charles has been on many people's radar as a potential Antichrist candidate. We actually did a show back in November, and the question posed was, is Prince Charles the Antichrist? He is, of course, now King Charles. We've included a link to that full show um, in the comments on Facebook, we'll try to get it in the description on the post on NDH plus and com. But also, I um, want to make sure that we're very clear about this today. We're not going to get into all those details. We cover it in that show. But Doug, straightforward, as 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 uh, clear as we can be, is King Charles the Antichrist. What's the answer to that? One more time. So it's clear for everyone. He could be.
3: That's, that's the answer. We don't know for sure. Uh, Do you tend to think that he is? I personally, my personal opinion at this point, I don't think he is. But, uh, but that doesn't so. change the, the fact that he is in a position where he could uh, be the Antichrist. We will just have to wait and watch and see what happens in that situation. Is Trump the Antichrist? I think we can safely say that Trump is not the Antichrist because he is not from the uh, area that the Antichrist is going to come from. I know a lot of people want him to be, but uh, no, he is not the Antichrist.
1: <laughs> is Barack Hussein Obama I the know Antichrist? that there is
3: one particular gentleman that believes that strongly. But, At least one. Uh, no, I don't believe that Barack Hussein Obama is either. So uh, we'll just have to wait and see. The Bible tells us there's a very specific event that's going to happen, and then we'll know for sure that the man of sin will be revealed uh, when he stands in that Jewish temple, And he declares himself to be God and to be worshipped as God. So when that event happens, we're going to know for sure. Now, we may have a pretty good idea leading up to that since uh, he's probably going to be very much involved in the peace treaty with Israel and the Palestinians. Uh, But we will not know for sure until he's revealed at the time that God has um, decided that he'll be revealed to us.
1: Well, I can assure everyone out there watching and listening, when we believe that we can identify the Antichrist... Uh, according to what the Bible has to say about this figure, we are going to talk about it a lot. And we are going to be screaming it from all the different medias, making sure that everybody uh, clearly understands uh, what we think the Bible is saying and who is coming out as the Antichrist. So uh, we are not ready to commit until there's some key things that occur. And we've tried to do that for our whole existence. If we don't know for sure, we're going to say we don't know for sure And we will just wait and pray, and we're going to stay on our God-given purpose and encourage you to do the same in the process. So let's keep praying. Let's keep believing. It's time for revival like never before, regardless of what's going on with the royal family. Pray for them and their loss, and uh, let's move forward with God's missions. Let's go to the phone now. You can join us by calling 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. Let's go to John in Tennessee. John, welcome to End of the Age.
6: how are you two doing today?
1: We're good. It's good to hear from you, John.
6: As you know, I haven't called in for a while, but then again, you've been doing a good job without me, so I didn't feel the need to add my two cents.
1: You know, when we started talking about what we were going to talk about, I thought John from Tennessee is going to call. So glad you did.
6: Well, thank you. I, I kind of made my opinion on this clear earlier at one point in time. It would be really surprising to me if Charles turns out to be the Antichrist. I can't really see him as the controlling figure. Uh, I could see him as a person who would do most of the talking to the world in general. I could see him as a mouthpiece. And the mouth of the lion, good indicator to me at least, uh, whether he fits the other requirements that are shown to be the Antichrist. I don't know if he is like a closet misogynist behind the the drawbridge of the castle. You know, maybe things change but he doesn't give that appearance in public. And he doesn't have a stouter countenance than his fellows. Um, You know, whether England becomes the country that would rejoin the EU following the Sixth Trumpet War and displace three kings, that would be kind of, you know, something to see unless you count, unless three kings become Scotland, Ireland, and Wales or something. Yeah. But uh, other than that, I really can't see Charles as the Antichrist. I could be wrong. And we'll all know at the Abomination of Desolation, right. stands mm-hmm. up whoever it is, and proclaims himself to be God. So well, there's you know, my two cents. And it's probably only worth about half of that, but that's life in a big town.
3: John, you, you so. mentioned his countenance and that he doesn't appear to be stouter than uh, his his peers or his fellows. But, uh, you know, that's one of the things. And, I mean, I'm if you've ever seen Prince Charles, like, when he goes to these events and he wears his kilt and stuff like that, he just he is not scary to me at all, and no, he uh, I mean I would, give the
6: appearance of being more overbearing in appearance yeah,
3: yeah he hes he doesn 't seem like a menacing person, and uh you know the antichrist he, i think he's going to have a little bit more of a of an appearance of being strong and uh being somebody yes. that you would kind of fear a little bit. Uh, based on what Scripture says about him, and, and I just I I don't know that I would be afraid of Prince Charles. Uh, no, I don't, think especially so. if I he had his kilt on.
6: Standing up and delivering a message for the Antichrist as being a more acceptable English speaker who would, you know, let the world know that English is the main language and that everyone should use it, you know, whenever yeah. possible. And I can see him having a relationship with the rest of the kings that are part, the ten kings, and and also whatever pope is in condition at that time. Right. But uh, as far as being the main man, the Antichrist, unless being possessed by Satan would change a man a lot, I can't
1: really see. It. Yeah, You know, I think it I think, would change a lot. I think it would, on. too. <laughs> I, I do. That's one
3: one very good point it's yeah that would change him a lot that can make him very menacing i mean look at you know i mean you look at the the speech the other night that our president gave and some of those still photographs where he's got that uh you know that blazing red background behind him and his fists are clenched and his mouth is open scary scenario very scary looking very menacing very scary scenario
6: because mainly it matched up with some of the words that he was using and Mm You got that little shiver going up your spine, saying, uh, "Whoa!"
3: Absolutely. I'm I'm glad
6: we've got another election coming up in a couple of years. (laughs) Amen. And hopefully, God says, "Okay, everybody, see what you got when you got this guy." Let's get another conservative back in here so we can operate this place the way I like it to be.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks for your call, John. It's always great hearing from you. Always love your perspective.
6: Good talk. You too. Also, take care. Bless you all and everybody involved in end time ministry.
1: Thank you, John. God bless you. Let's go to Melissa in Arkansas. Melissa, welcome to End of the Age. Uh,
7: Thank you for taking my call today. Absolutely. Um, I do not believe that Charles is the Antichrist, but I do have a gut feeling more towards one of his grandsons being the Antichrist. I don't necessarily believe the Antichrist is a grown man right now at this point, but I do believe the Antichrist is born. And so I lean more towards uh, this new age agenda that's being pushed, being taught to a generation of children that is gonna be raised up with that ideology more so than somebody of Charles's age or somebody of his son's age which I know, you know, young people of that age, if his children's age has participated in the young globalists and all that. But I think it'd be something that a child would be raised in that criteria of a, that young globalist really being pushed from the time they're an infant, you know, to the time that they take their position, that they'd be the Antichrist.
1: Good perspective, Melissa. We appreciate your call so much. Interesting thoughts there. Doug, do you have any um, feedback there? or uh, what would you like to add? I,
3: I think she makes a very good point. I kind of agree with what she's saying there. I, There's so, no way to
1: know, so yeah, yeah. she might be right. Could be. Um, but we will see, like we've yeah. said about King Charles. Let's go to Tom in Texas. Tom, welcome to End of the Age.
8: Appreciate you guys taking my phone call, and uh, just thank you for you guys are really focusing on the most important thing, that's the return of Christ. And, Absolutely. Uh, I uh, I agree with a lot of what you guys have to say, but there's a couple of things I just want to point out, and be it right or wrong, it's just what I believe the Scriptures are trying to tell us. Uh, first of all, I have to go back to the reformers when they said, uh, who was the beast and all the reformers pointed to that one face in the seven hills. And we all know who that is. But the point I want to make is that people use the word Catholic and they, they say, well, the beast is, you know, it's the Roman Catholic church. It's not the Catholic people. They're some of the best people you could possibly ask for and very devout people. It's the Roman papacy. Now, Uh, Just a point to bring up, if we go back to history, probably hundreds of millions of people that were martyred for their faith. I'd like to know who it was that did that. I think we look in the history books, we know who called those shots. So I would like to say we're all looking for the Antichrist, but I think he's alive and well, and I think he's sitting facing the seven hills, and he's really just sitting back. And just kind of laughing at the whole situation, everybody guessing. The one that gives him his power is the dragon. So that's all I wanted to say. You guys may have a total different opinion, but I think the answer is sitting right underneath our nose, and I think the scriptures clearly point that out. So anyway, thanks again for all you guys for what you do, and I appreciate your time. I'll take the answer off off the phone and other people have questions.
1: Thanks, Tom. God bless you. All right, Doug, it sounds like uh, Tom is bringing up what we view as the false prophet. Right. Which is obviously different than the Antichrist.
3: Yeah, so, I mean, one of the things that we understand from Scripture is that this reborn Holy Roman Empire, it'll have a political leader and it'll have a spiritual leader. Uh, That political leader, we believe, will be a uh, political figure out of that uh, European Union or that revived Holy Roman Empire Uh, And then it's always had the spiritual leader, and that would be whoever holds the office of the Pope. And so in, in our understanding of prophecy, we see in Revelation 13 that we have that political leader in the first part of Revelation 13, but then toward the end of Revelation 13... Uh, It says, and I saw another beast who had uh, two horns like a lamb, but it spake as the dragon. That is going to be the false prophet. And we believe that whoever holds the office of the Pope in that city of Seven Hills, that that particular person will be the false prophet, the spiritual leader, that will cause everyone to worship the beast or the Antichrist and receive his mark and his number. And so we we do understand that, um, you know, the... Roman, the Holy Roman Empire, since the time of Charlemagne, uh, you know, this is something we've been teaching for a long time, that it's always had two leaders, that political and that spiritual leader. And we believe that that's what the once in uh, time, one world government will have as well, based on Revelation 13.
1: All right, let's go to Marianne in Utah. Marianne, welcome to End of the Age.
2: Hi, how are you?
1: We're well. How are you, Marianne?
2: Oh, well, I'm doing okay. As in... Some of this I'm hearing today, um, you know, two days ago when um, the new prime minister will be Liz or Truss. I'm understanding that she is quite the socialistic world economic forum type person. Mm -hmm. Do you know anything about that?
3: Well, I I haven't got to study that out a whole lot and look into uh, her background and to really see it uh, yet. Well enough to where I could, you know, speak and and feel comfortable about what I'm saying. But I have heard some of the same things that you're saying, and I've also heard that there is some anti-Semitism uh, there uh, toward the Jewish people in Europe in her background. I don't know if that's uh, true or not, uh, Vince. Have you heard anything about that? I don't. Okay.
1: No. So, to say.
3: like I said, I I would have to research her out a little bit more and and understand a little bit more about what her background is before I felt real comfortable about, uh, you know, saying what I thought about her.
2: Well, you know, God bless the Queen. I, I absolutely loved her, and her journey was quite a powerful one. And then just Prince Charles, we're kind of putting him as we're looking, maybe a possible Antichrist, and then the Prime Minister, new Prime Minister just might be a part of that whole thing. So just checking in with you to see... What you think about it. And I, I thank you, love you both, and uh, I'll talk to you later on.
1: All right, thank Thanks, you. Thanks, Mary All right, let's go to Jeff in Virginia. Jeff, welcome to End of the Age. Gentlemen, uh,
8: good afternoon.
1: <clears throat> I good afternoon. have a
8: little scenario, I guess, maybe uh, I would like to throw it your way.
1: All right, we're, we, we're coming up on a break here in about a minute, so if you could get right to it, I we'll, we'll do our best right to respond. To
8: I'll get right to it. Uh, You know, the revived Roman Empire being one that has never fully died off. And the reaches of that Roman Empire was well into Muslim countries uh, back during its heyday. I really believe that the Antichrist will come out of one of those former Muslim country, former, former Roman Empire countries like Turkey, Syria, somewhere in that Ottoman Empire. I'd like to know what you think about that.
1: All right, Jeff, we will uh, come back from the break and answer your question. Interestingly enough, we're going to get about into the four horsemen. So um, stick around. It'll be interesting to see that connection. Thank you so much for your call. We'll be right back. The number to join us is
4: 877-877-363-8463. Whether it's a global pandemic
1: Welcome back to Into the Age. Vince Stigal here with Doug Norvell. The number to join us is 877-IN-TIME, 877-363-8463. Is King Charles the Antichrist? That's a pretty straightforward question. Unfortunately, we don't have a straightforward answer for you. We can't say yes or no at this point. There are some things that will develop over time according to what the Bible has to say. And at that point, we'll be able to tell you whether or not uh, he or someone else is the Antichrist. And so that's the quick answer. We've talked about it for the first 30 minutes, took some calls, answered some questions. Uh, Jeff had called in right before the break. And essentially, um, there was more to his question, but I think a fair summary of it is, uh, could the Antichrist be a Muslim or from a Muslim nation? And we are going to talk about the four horsemen of the apocalypse. And so uh, I'm going to, uh, Doug and I talked about on the break, we're going to hold off the, our response to that question for when we get to that Horsemen of the Apocalypse. Doug, this um, this came on our radar because there's a um, red-green alliance that just came out.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's super interesting. And so we thought, we better talk about this, right? Yeah. So let's get into it. How do you want to start?
3: Well, let's just kind of give everybody a recap, Vince, of, of what we believe about those four horsemen and uh, what scripture says about it. Uh, you know we we have a full study we have a couple actually Mm -hmm. Uh, is uh, will islam rule the world's one of them Um, the other one a a great commentary that we took some of our uh, information from today is the revelation uh, volume one commentary so uh, we have resources if you really want to study this out more uh, but because we're limited on time we won't be able to really study it out but Uh, the things that are important for our audience to understand because I know we have a lot of new, uh, viewers that come on here every day. So we believe that those, uh, four horsemen of the, of Revelation chapter six are, uh, it's very clear what they are. We're going to let Brother Baxter explain a little bit of it here in a second, but just to bring everybody up to where we are, I think we need to let them know what we believe about the white horse, red horse, black horse.
1: All right. What is the white horse?
3: Okay, so we believe, uh, based on what Scripture tells us, that the white horse is Catholicism, okay? Okay. uh, So if you want to look at the Scripture that talks about the white horse, and like I said, we have uh, reasons where we can back this up to help explain that, uh, but if you want to look at that, that's in Revelation chapter 6, verse 1 and 2. describes the white horse. <clears throat> and then the red horse is in Revelation 6, 3 through 4. And that uh, we believe that the red horse is communism. Okay. Uh, the black horse, because of what Scripture tells us in Revelation 6, 5 through 6, we believe that the black horse is capitalism Um, there's a lot of clues in the scriptures that explain that and like I said we have uh, wonderful explanations in our uh, resources that we have through into the age plus and through our dvd studies so that brings us to the last horse the pale horse this is found in revelation uh, chapter 6 verse 7 and 8 and we can show the video now to uh, what brother baxter believes about this final horse and what it means
9: so a few years ago I went back and I looked one more time at the scripture and it says that the horse is the pale horse and I looked at the original Greek word for pale it was chloros and as soon as I saw it I thought chloros that sounds like chlorophyll chlorophyll is what makes the plants green then I decided to look up Chloros, the number of times it was used in the New Testament. It's actually used four times there. The first time is Mark chapter 6 verse 39. It states there, and he commanded them to make all sit down by companies upon the chloros grass. And they translated it green. Well, then I went to Revelation 8, 7. It says there, and all the chloro's grass was burnt up. And they translated it green. Then in Revelation 9, 4, it states there, and it was commanded them that they should not hurt the grass of the earth, neither any chloro's thing. And they translated it green. Then I finally looked at Revelation 6, 8, about the fourth horse, And it says, and I looked and behold a Chloros horse and they translated it pale. I thought, why? Something wrong with this. So every time Chloros is translated green, except Revelation 6, 8. Then I looked in Thayer's Greek dictionary. It says the meaning for Chloros is green or yellowish, pale green. And then in Revelation 6, 8, the New Revised Standard Version translated it this way.
8: I looked, and there was a pale green horse. Its rider's name was Death, and Hades followed with him. They were given authority over a fourth of the earth to kill with sword, famine, and pestilence, and by the wild animals of the earth.
9: I looked, and there was a pale green horse. Its rider's name was Death, and Hades followed with him they were given authority over a fourth part of the earth to kill with sword, famine, and pestilence and by the wild animals or bestial men of the earth. When I saw that, I said, look at this. So why did the translators translate Chloros pale in Revelation 6, 8 and every other time they translated it green? Well, I've taken a little bit of a foreign language myself, and they taught me in school that when you're translating from one language to another, that it needs to make sense. And if you translate something that doesn't make, make sense, you need to try to rectify that and to reconcile it together. Can you imagine, the translator, when he says, and behold, a green horse. He says, wait a minute. I can get a white horse, a red horse, and a black horse, but a green horse is no such thing. I must be doing something wrong. So he went to the possible definitions and he saw pale green and said, ah, I'll just say pale horse. That must be the answer. Well, when he did that, he distorted the true meaning of the whole prophecy because he didn't realize he was not dealing with literal horses. He was dealing with spirits that had special meaning. So is there another movement like Catholicism, communism, capitalism that has the official color of green? Actually, there is. Daniel Pipes wrote in his book, Militant Islam Reaches America. In the introduction to his book on page 13, it says, the collapse of the Soviet Union in 1991 prompted loose talk about Islam replacing Marxism, Leninism as the West necessary enemy. In symbolic terms, it was said that green, Islam's color, and I'm not supplying the parentheses here, that's the way that Daniel Pipe said it, that green Islam's color had replaced red, communism's color, in the West Rogues Gallery. I saw that and I thought, oh my God. Goodness, not only is red the official color of communism and black the official color of capitalism and white the official color of Catholicism, but green is the official color of Islam. Researching further, I found out that Mohammed, his favorite color was green. That's the reason the Muslims tried to do everything like Mohammed did.
3: Very interesting, there, Vince. Uh, how we can understand that that final horse was actually translated incorrectly, and it was actually a greenish uh, pale or a a pale green horse that it was talking about there. Uh, so we see these four horses. Okay, they're the first four seals of Revelation uh, chapter six, and. You heard Pastor Baxter mention there, Vince, that uh, they were spirits. And these spirits have gone into uh, the world to influence the minds of men and the ideology of men. And so that's where we come up with this information. And this is what we've been teaching for a very long time here. And so it's interesting because of what we're about to read from this article. But a way that you can also back this up is when prophecy, uh, if you can find other chapters of the Bible where a prophecy will interconnect with another prophecy. It helps to prove what you're talking about there. And so we have one for this particular um, scripture here about the horseman, and it's found in Zechariah chapter 6, and it's also verse 1 through 6. And so we can get an understanding, and this is how we know that these are spirits that have gone into the world, Okay. Uh, do you want to read Zechariah six for us?
1: Yeah, starting with verse one says, And I turned and lifted up mine eyes and looked, and behold, there came four chariots out from between two mountains, and the mountains were mountains of brass. In the first chariot were red horses, and in the second chariot black horses, and in the third chariot white horses, and in the fourth chariot gristled and bay horses. Then I answered and said unto the angel that that talked with me, What are these, my Lord? And the angel answered and said unto me, "Uh, These are the four spirits of the heavens which go forth from standing between the Lord of all the earth. Yeah, and
3: so there's there's a lot more to this if you went and read uh, in the book there of Zechariah chapter 6. It gives you a little bit more information about what these spirits do when they go into these certain parts of the the world. And so we see the same colored horses, except we hear hear that it's grizzled or bay, or grizzled and bay. Uh, Just so you understand, spotted or marked is what grizzled means. And then bay means of a strong color. And so uh, we see that this lines up. Perfectly with the other scripture of the other horsemen that we talk about. And that's how we understand that these are spirits that have gone into the world. And so this is something we've been teaching for a long time. A lot of people uh, have began to teach this now. Uh, It wasn't taught like this before. They talked about these horses representing uh, war and famine and death. And so um, now we have a better understanding of what these are. Uh, but this next article that uh, we're going to share is, to me, this is uh, very exciting because this is something that proves, uh, like the book that we showed in that clip there, that what we've been teaching is is spot on. That this is something that God revealed
1: uh, to Pastor Baxter and to us. Well, Doug, this article title is just came out of, uh, yesterday. The title of it is "Islamists and Progressives Form a Red." green alliance against the individual. This is from JNS.org. It's been covered by you know a number of other sites. This isn't a prophecy article, Doug. Right. This isn't something we put out. We've been talking about these colors and the four horsemen of the apocalypse for decades at this point. Mm-hmm. They didn't reference us or the Bible or some other prophecy teacher. This is coming in... Your headlines, your news, your social media, wherever you're getting this information today, this week. This is happening right now, and it falls right in alignment with what the Bible prophesied. Now, we don't have enough time to get into this story before the commercial break. I always hate starting something and having to pause in the middle and and keep you hanging on that. So, So, Doug, we've got like 20 seconds left. Could you help us with this question? Is the Antichrist going to be a Muslim or from a Muslim country? We believe
3: that the Antichrist will probably come from the the area of around Germany. Okay, Now, could they be of Assyrian ascent? Yes, Assyrians were uh, the ones that everybody believes that went into Turkey. A lot of them settled in Germany. So we kind of think that that may be the origin of where the Antichrist comes from.
0: You're listening to an End of the Age Replay.
1: Welcome back to End of the Age. Vince Steagall here with Doug Norvell. As you've heard, Queen Elizabeth has passed away. Many people want to know, is King Charles the Antichrist? Our very straightforward answer on that is not yes or no, but rather we don't know. Because we don't know, but we will find out one day. We believe it will be soon. And so that's our answer to that. We talked about it in detail for the first 30 minutes of this show. We've done a full hour on it in the past, and that link is included uh, down below. But nonetheless, uh, we're also talking about the four horsemen of the apocalypse because as the Antichrist comes on the scene, these four horsemen of the apocalypse become more evident, and some things are happening with some of them that are connected to the Antichrist, and some think that the Antichrist will be a Muslim. So if that were true, then obviously... um, King Charles would not be qualified. However, as Doug stated right before the break, uh, that's not what we believe is going to be the case. Uh, Doug, is there a chance that we're wrong on that? I mean, like you said, we'll
3: have to wait and see how things play out, Vince. You know, the Roman Empire uh, had some Muslim countries that were involved in it, and that's why a lot of people believe this. Uh, You know, the Turks actually were part of the invading force that destroyed the temple, uh, in seventy a d but they were under uh, Titus, who was a a Roman general there and the scripture in daniel chapter um, nine verse twenty six says "The prince of the people that shall come and destroy the city and the sanctuary uh, it it really to us, that kind of solidifies that the prince that it's talking about there is the he that's mentioned in verse 27 uh, that will stop the animal sacrifices and set up the abomination of desolation. So it, it's pretty clear to us that it's going to not come from a Muslim nation, but that revived Holy Roman Empire, that's why we teach that. We go back to Daniel chapter 2, we talk about the statue in Nebuchadnezzar's uh, dream that he had the feet of iron mingled with clay and the tin toes, this is all pointing back to the Holy Roman Empire. So we're believing uh, that that's where the Antichrist is going to come from. So that's why we teach that.
1: All right, so the four horses of the apocalypse, we've got the white horse is Catholicism, red horse is communism, black horse is capitalism, pale horse slash green horse is Islam. Now we talk about that in detail in several articles, several videos at endtime.com, com. Most of that's available for absolutely free. Of course, that's made possible because of generous partners like yourself. Consider uh, partnering with us to continue making all this content available for free. Go to slash give to become a monthly partner today. Um, however, uh, like I said, all that's available for free. There are some stuff behind the end of the age plus subscription paywall, but nonetheless, you can go there, search. The Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse, and you'll get tons of content available that you can check out today. But nonetheless, those are the Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse, and there's a story that came out right in alignment with these colors, Doug. It's, it's kind of crazy. The Red-Green Alliance yeah. is now a thing, and this story talks about it. Uh, it says, two years ago, the Abraham Accord showed the world that history is no prison, even in the Middle East. Today we have a similar opportunity in America to discard conflict and fight for the right to be seen as individuals. American Jews and Muslims are under threat from a bizarre partnership between radical progressives and Islamists. The Red-Green Alliance.
3: Very interesting.
1: (laughs) Well, what about
3: it? Well, we got red. We know we just talked about is the color of the a horse that is uh, symbolic for communism. We've got green, what we just talked about, being the pale horse, and that that is the uh, symbol there for uh, Islamism. And so it's very interesting when we look at what this is saying, this red-green alliance. The very interesting thing to me is the very next sentence in uh, in that article, Vince, where the movement got its name. It got it in Europe. Okay. Interesting.
1: It says this movement was named in Europe, "quote red for socialism." This isn't your commentary,
3: right? This is from the article.
1: Red for socialism, green for Islam. Mm-hmm. And so we know socialism
3: and communism. Actually, socialism's just communism in, in a cleaned up version of what they're calling it. So. Uh, we're we're seeing the move even here within the United States moving toward a socialistic uh, one world government. We're watching all the signs around everywhere, all the control that's taking place, uh, what they're trying to push us into with the Great Reset. All this is about socialism. You'll own nothing and be happy. All these by things, 2030. Yeah, by 2030. So we're watching socialism become this this uh, huge red beast you know, right in front of our face. But then to see this article actually say this was named in Europe and red is for socialism, green is for Islam. It goes right with uh, what we've been teaching for years and what Pastor Baxter uh, uncovered as God began to reveal these things to him.
1: So this article goes on to say that this red-green alliance has gained a firm foothold in the U.S. despite vast disagreements on everything from women's issues to religious pluralism. These strange bedfellows have managed to unite around a commitment to values including the anti-Zionism and anti-capitalism. This partnership has developed to the extent that Islamist organizations and leaders in the U.S. are increasingly seen as an integral part of the progressive movement. Progressive movements categorize every demographic group as either oppressors or oppressed based on class and skin color. They erase those they classify by ignoring the individual, thus denying people's right to define themselves and their challenges. The simplistic liberal binary has dangerous implications for Jews in America. Jews are often painted as white, privileged oppressors, an allegation that should offend anyone familiar with Jewish history. Within this framework, anti-Semitism becomes a trivial problem and Jews lose the legitimacy to talk about the discrimination they face. Erasing Jewish identity and excluding Jews from the social justice movement is dangerous. Blunt anti-Semitism by Islamists has sometimes elicited insufficient condemnation because many fear being labeled an Islamophobe. The result is that Jews are the targets of more than half of the religiously motivated hate crimes in the U.S., despite being only 2% of the population. The red... You look like you have something to say. I
3: do. Okay. Uh, because there's a lot being said there. They're not just against... Uh, the, it's it's not just anti-Semitism. It's anti-capitalism. Yeah. They're against our way of life. What are we hearing more and more right now, even from... Uh, our leadership here in this country. We're, they're against nationalism. They're against us being proud uh, Americans and wanting uh, to continue in the way of life that we've had uh, you know, for 200-something years here in this country. So it, these are the things that this progressive movement is against. And it talks about another thing that really kind of just uh, gets in my crawl there, Vince, is when it talks about the the jews being painted as white privileged oppressors now we we teach a a bible college in jerusalem and we have jewish people that come to that class
1: just did it this morning
3: yes sir and they are not all white and the reason is because they were scattered all throughout the world and so there are Jews from every race. There are Jewish people that can trace uh, their DNA to the Jewish DNA from all types of races in the world, Asia, Russia, uh, Ethiopia, uh, Sudan, all over the place. Uh, and, and so to paint them only as white privileged oppressors uh, is something that is it, it offends me. Uh, as a Christian, because I know that the Jewish people are much more than what they're being, uh, you know, painted as here. And so it, it really uh, that really does bother me a lot. And because we know that there's another Jewish Holocaust coming, we we know that we've taught that we have a lesson on that. And that is in Matthew uh, chapter 24, verse 15 through 21, when it talks about the abomination of desolation that's going to happen when this Antichrist is revealed, it starts great tribulation and it starts in the area of Judea in the settlements of the West Bank. And it's going to uh, just kind of trickle down to all the Jewish people there and Israel because the battle of Armageddon is going to uh, finish out right there in Jerusalem against the Jews. It's going to be the world against the Jews. So it's we're we're watching this begin to happen Vince it's just more and more prophecy coming to pass like we talk about so much now that it appears like it's really uh, ramped up in just the past couple of years. So just another reason to kind of get excited about things when you see this kind of stuff being talked about in these articles.
1: So what else in this article should we mention here, Dad?
3: So That's really the main thing that I wanted to make sure everybody understood. There, there are moves, uh, you know, trying to back this up uh, to to kind of put the brakes on it here in the United States. But it also talks about the Abraham Accord there, Vince, which is another very important prophecy, uh, you know, that could be tied into uh, Daniel nine twenty seven, talking about the peace agreement. The Abraham Accords could be part of that peace agreement that we're waiting for. It just isn't yet. And there's been talk even today, I read an article today, about a two-state solution. That's something that our country is really pushing, to. Our president is talking about uh, our advisors to Israel are talking about two-state solution. So as as we see that being talked about more and we see the opportunity for that peace agreement to happen, we could see this movement begin to cause more and more problems, especially here in the United States. So... Another reason why it's interesting, I know we're kind of running out of time here, so I didn't know where you wanted to move from this. But the other reason why this is interesting is because uh, Ezekiel 38 and 39 talks about uh, the Gog and Magog War. We know that this is the same thing as the Battle of Armageddon, and we have lessons on that as well, uh, where we could help people, and we don't have a lot of time to go into it right now. But the bottom line there is that along with Russia, Okay, being one of the, uh, the, the main uh, armies that come down against Israel, you're going to have Persia, who is Iran. You're going to have other Islamic uh, countries there as well, uh, Afghanistan, Kush, uh, which is Ethiopia and Sudan. You're going to have uh, Libya and, uh, and other countries there that are Islamic. So to see this movement that is beginning to happen uh, that kind of, generated there in europe it's where it kind of got its name and uh kind of got the i guess the the first push was there in europe and now we're seeing things set up because we know that a communist country and islamic countries will come down as part of that uh coalition force against israel at the uh, the battle of gog and magog so another reason why that's an important uh story that we're reading today and something that we can can uh, glean from and get some information from the bible about
1: so queen elizabeth has passed away one more time let's make it plain is king charles the antichrist and <laughs> once again we do not know We well, you know yet. we've got to cover this yeah. 500 times yeah because cause we're
3: going to be asked that question a lot could he be yes he could be he comes from the right area he is a leader of um, Great Britain, so we'll
1: just have to watch and see what happens with that situation. And regarding the four horsemen, we're saying we believe these are active right now. Yes. And they've been active for a while in some cases. Yeah. And I guess most cases, in all four probably. Yeah. And so what do we need to be doing as Christians in response to this information? Well, for one thing, we need to stay in the Word of God. We need to uh,
3: study up and, and understand where we're headed because... Our witness to others is going to be uh, very important here in the end time. I mean, we know that there's a great revival coming, Vince. And the way that we can be part of that great revival is to understand what prophecy says about the times that are
1: just ahead and and the soon coming of Jesus Christ. We've got to get that message out there, Vince. Absolutely. Go to endtime.com and watch.endtime.com. There's thousands of hours of content available for absolutely free. We'll be back tomorrow at 3 p.m. Central Time for Open Line. It'll be all about whatever you want it to be. So we'll see you then.
7: This has been End of the Age, brought to you by the faithful partners of End Time Ministries. If you're not currently a partner with End Time Ministries, or if you would like more information, we invite you to call us at one 800 end